I would like the ship to go. Now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. Today, we're going to analyze the teaser trailer for Season 2 of Strange New Worlds and discuss the recently leaked episode titles. Additionally, we will touch on the Roddenberry Archives, if time permits, and any other noteworthy Trek things. Like always, I'm host Clarence, and I'm joined by none other than Larry Irby. How you doing, man? I'm hanging in there. How about you? I'm good, man. No complaints. Glad to be here. We have a hello from Wind Grace and also from Tasha. Hey, guys, how you doing? Thanks for joining us in the chat. For anyone else listening or joining in for the first time, thank you for listening. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel to all decks. And today we want to talk about Strange New Worlds, the season two teaser trailer that debuted a few weeks back at this point. Yeah, yeah. We've had some time to look at that and dissect it. So first off, just some background information on season two, which is going to be helmed by Akiva Goldsman and Henry Alonzo Myers as showrunners for this season. And the season is going to drop June the 15th. Season two features the return of guest star Paul Wesley as Kirk. In addition, Carol Kane in a reoccurring role as Pilia. Now, I know nothing about Carol Kane. Larry, do you know who that actor is or anything that they've been on that's noteworthy? Yes, she's a really good character actress. I'd have to look at her credits, but she's been in a lot of stuff. She's like, a, like you said, she's a character actress. Yes. Uh, thank you, Wynn Grace. He just pointed out, yeah, she was the Penguin's mom, if you ever watched. Um, and she was on the uh, Unbreakable uh, Kimmy Schmidt, which is a phenomenal show. But she looks different. Like when you see her in the Strange New World trailer, she looks totally, she's like a chameleon too. She always looks very different than the last time you see her. Yeah, I'm very interested on what type of role she's going to be playing on the ship. These stills we have from her are, um, and it may have just been a promotional picture, but she's on the bridge. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how they're going to weave her into the cast. Now, one thing I am kind of worried about and you guys talked about this on Tasha's stream talking about Paul Wesley the actor coming back to play Kirk do you think we are going to see too much of Kirk in Strange New Worlds do you feel like he should be weaved in this early into the story because we don't really know how many years we have left of Strange New Worlds before we get into to our old school TNG uh, timeline so so do you think we're kind of weaving him in too early what do you think about him coming back for this season well, you know, here's the thing. When you bring someone in like um, James T. Kirk, you're always going to risk because we already know his future. So but we're, you're, what's the old saying? You're playing with house money at this point mm-hmm. because you can kind of do what you want because like, oh, well, we know what. Kirk, yeah, but you don't know what happened in five years before he was. Yeah. On it. We know from as we talked about last night a lot on the stream with Tasha and Wayne Grace. We know a lot about the soft cannon or the beta cannon, what he did and where he was, but it's never been canon other than the part, you know, where they had the um, the creature that came through the vents. I told you, I know my Star Trek, but I am not <laughs> good with title names sometimes and was killing all those people. And he had hesitated to fire 
at it back when he was like an ensign or whatever on this other ship. So other than that, his timeline is pretty open. So, but I'm like you, I don't let, let Pike and them have their own show without you shoehorning Kirk in. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. I can agree with that. And I just caught a good part of the Abrams Star Trek movie. And it was interesting to see how Kirk and Pike interacted in that and how they pretty much changed the storyline so much to where they're kind of bonded (laughs) in that timeline. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do here. Also, the fact that Pike has had that vision of the future already. So I would love to know how that's going to impact how he actually treats Kirk. He's going to try to just avoid him completely. Remember, we were talking about how they retcon stuff. They already retconned something because when, um, you know, Kirk, not talking about the the jumping forward, we know all that was a probable. They wanted to show Pike what would happen. But here's the weird thing. Kirk was saying, said, do you know Chris Pike? He said, yeah, I met him uh, when he was promoted to fleet captain when I took over the Enterprise from him. So by Strange New Worlds saying that, you know, in that supposed timeline that went wrong, Kirk should have been the one in charge, but because yeah. Pike got hurt or whatever, he didn't get hurt. Pike stayed on as captain of the Enterprise. Well, that's actually not right. Yeah. Because he had already turned over command of the Enterprise to Kirk before he had that accident. If you mm. go by the original yeah. series. Yeah. So many things in season two that are going to be interesting to see how they attempt to keep in canon. So so I'm really anxious about that. So we have word from Tasha in chat that Pilia is going to be the new engineer. So since Timmer is gone, she's going to be the new engineer. So that's going to be pretty cool. Welcome to the chat, Angus, as well. And Wingray says, I want more Robert April. Now, I do love that actor. I do love that actor. You know, I want more April, but it's going to be interesting to see if they even use him anymore. I haven't seen him in anything from this season, but we did get this shot of uh Starbase one uh, in the trailer, a few shots of that. So maybe we will see them. So I'm, I'm down for that. So the season also includes the previously announced crossover episode featuring live action and animation with Star Trek Lower Decks, Tony Newsom and Jack Quaid joining the Enterprise in an episode directed by Jonathan Frakes. Now, one thing I didn't get about this before is that there's going to be actual animation in this episode. And that just kind of hurts my brain to see how they're going to make this work in this story. Is there? I wasn't sure. It, well, that's what it says in the in the write-up. That's what the write-up says, both live action and animation. So uh, it's going to be a, a wacky. It, 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 it can't help but to be a wacky crossover thing when they bring them over. No telling how they're going to make that work. But in any case, interested to see how they will do that. Well, when we were talking about it on the stream yesterday, because I know that Jack Quaid had said and Tony Newsom had both said that we will be in the flesh on the show. So maybe they have to start out animated and then they, they transition over into Pike and the, you know, Strange New Worlds reality. Maybe oh, it's going to be crazy. It it reminds me a lot of the Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness, when they were kind of like falling through the multiverse. But again, this is the same universe. So again, how they'll do it, I don't know. I think it's going to be wacky, though. And I don't know if I'm ready for that in Strange New Worlds. And I'm going to take that point to ask you another question. Oh, Tasha's saying it might be really Roger Rabbit in space. (laughs) 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I want to take that point to ask no more Picard. All we have is Strange New World. Well, we have Strange New Worlds right now, Discovery ending, and of course we have the animated shows. So it, we're saying Strange New Worlds is now the new flagship of Star Trek on Paramount Plus, right? Is that what we're thinking here? I would think it's probably performed the best all around so far of any star, new Star Trek. Now, you know me, I love Discovery. So I'm a Discovery fan and I always will be. Doesn't mean I don't have a lot, a lot of gripes about certain things and choices they made. But um, I'm not going to forsake Discovery. But it's just like we said with um, Tasha and Wingrace last night. Not mean to bring that up, but it was such a good conversation. You have to remember, they're playing it safe. Yeah. Even with Strange New Worlds. Because like I said, we got about four or five characters that have massive plot armor. So I can have Una and Uhura trapped in a shuttle on this desolate planet. No chance for escape. They're going to be okay. (laughs) They have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So for me, it's really strange. We've had Discovery for so long being the tentpole of this network, not only just Star Trek on the network, but just the network in general. And I know for me lately, I've been seeing a lot of other shows I have no idea about pop up on Paramount Plus that, you know, they seem interesting, but really not my cup of tea. But they're having a lot of shows pop up, maybe much cheaper shows, if if I'm being honest. So to me, it just feels like in many ways, Star Trek is starting to take a little bit of a of a backseat on Paramount Plus. I don't I don't know if it's the tent pole of Paramount Plus anymore. We like to think it is, but you know, as they ramp down budgets, I <laughs> I don't know, man. I will tell you this, and I am taking this from something I um I watched it uh on one of the the big streaming channels. So I would take this with but the sources were accurate and they were talking about that Paramount is um, having some problems and the fact that they didn't make, they lost money. Yeah. And people were talking about that. um, Some of the advisors were telling them they needed to basically either get rid of Paramount plus, which I don't like because I get it for free through Walmart, but um, get rid of it and do uh, like what Sony does. Sony is still like, we don't want a streaming service. We want you to buy our content to put on your streaming services. That is a, you know, who knows what's going to br- come from the future? Because not everybody's going to survive this streaming war. Yeah. Uh, as, as Tasha points out in the chat, all streamers are losing money. And I think the only ones that are really doing well is Netflix, which has been around forever. They, they I think they make money. Disney Plus is doing pretty well, but still might not, you know, it's not might not be in the black just yet. So, yeah, I heard that same news about the investor call and the guy saying you should just can it right now and, and um, you know, cut your losses. I don't know if I want to go back to a world where Star Trek is just out on every service. and You got to go find it. So. Uh, I'm very much hoping that they can keep it together, but yeah, it does look bleak. And for me, to me, it's going to come down to 
them making cheaper shows that I don't really want. You know, I want to have a flagship high budget Star Trek stuff on Paramount. And if they can't do that, you know, what does that mean for the service? I bet a lot of people there are just there for Star Trek, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with it. Uh, Hope springs eternal, I guess. (laughs) Well, as Tasha said in her comment, they are all even Netflix took a massive hit, like maybe a couple months ago. Netflix, I mean, like their stock like plummeted, you know, because like if you go on Netflix, let's be honest. Most of these streaming services have one, two, maybe three shows you want to watch. Yeah. The plan to me, why can't we come up with something that's a la carte? I want this show, this show, this show. I might like this show. Let me give it a shot. And this show and this show. Because right now, it's not subst- like me right now. I'm just going to tell you what I got. I get Paramount Plus free. Through because I have Walmart Plus. Mm-hmm. If you have that and anybody doesn't know, you can get Paramount Plus for free. I have HBO Max, which I'm fixing to turn off right now. Ain't nothing on there I want to see. Okay. I have Apple TV because I got a new iPhone. So I got three month subscription with them. Um, what else? I got Disney, of yeah, course. Gotta have Disney. Hulu and ESPN package. Okay. And then you know, Paramount rolled in Showtime or whatever. Yeah. So, and I got so I got six streaming uh, services. You're doing right too now. much, man. You're doing too much. <laughs> oh, but believe me, I, I Clarence, I come from old school. You th- you know, when ain't nothing I want to see, I turn them bad boys off. Mm, so until Tasha, something comes on. So Tasha has a good point. I'm I'm the same way. I cut stuff off until it come, comes on. Tasha said there's a new service being pitched on social media that is that a la carte deal thing you're suggesting. So the funny thing to me is about this whole streaming thing is that streaming is what we wanted. We didn't want to pay $120 for cable. We just wanted to pay for the channels we wanted. So in a in some sense, we're getting like the channels we wanted. Paramount is the CBS, the, you know, that type of thing. But but now we're saying it's too much and we want to go back to something either a lot, go to something either a lot simpler or kind of go a lot of people going back to what it was before. You know, I might as well just get caught. But you said the most important thing with that and we'll move on. But you said the most important thing about that is that turn it on when there's something you want to watch, turn it off when it's not. And I do that all the time. So I think this is kind of the model we need to adopt here. When we left Spectrum, our bill was two hundred and twenty dollars yeah so let's get into some more strange new world stuff we got some promotional images here which look pretty darn cool of our heroes which i was just fawning over this these awesome images they released and let's just get right into the the teaser trailer which a song plays on the trailer i don't know the artist great new heights by the postal service so um, some people may know that, but I don't know the song. But it was an interesting little song they had over the top there. Was there anything specifically about the trailer that really tickled your fancy or got you amped up for the new season? It's a great teaser. God, the show looks so beautiful, doesn't it? Yes. It's yes. just it's like I, I had the rare chance to see a non-HD TV a few days ago. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? Well, I mean, it's... A, 
it's awesome. That TV's 23 years old and I gave it to somebody and it's still working. But when I look at this, I just, the shot I just passed was a shot of lawn. And uh, I mean, my goodness, this thing is beautiful. I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to happen with number one, of course, because we left that on the cliffhanger last year that, you know, she's um, a Lowrian and that they're not allowed in Starfleet because of genetic modifications. And, um, you know, that's going to be interesting because remember we had that, of course, with Bashir, which yeah. is like nearly 90 years at this at that timeline. That's 90 years later. And they still weren't yeah. letting people like that in except under certain circumstances. Yeah. And supposedly it only got solved into Prodigy when they let Dal in, you know, so it's something that keeps resurfacing in Star Trek. And it's, it's weird that it's still like a rule because they keep letting people. in. Well, remember what the Admiral said. Um, that's another great character actor that guy. But the Admiral said to him, he said, we don't know when the next genetically altered person will be a Julian Bashir or the next mm. Khan Singh. He didn't even say his whole name, but he said Khan yeah. Singh. Yeah, which is totally true. So I hope we actually see more of that this season, see them play with that just a little bit more uh, because they really teased us with that. And, and, and of course, we got the Lars, we got Una, but I want to see more as it relates to Lon in this season. And see if they can dive into that just a little bit deeper to make some connections there, you know? Hopefully, because I, I already still today think that that was because you could have gave number one. I love that that actress. Love her because I remember her from Doctor Who also. You could have gave her any other name. So to me, you can't give somebody a name like that, which to me is like, why in God's name would her? ancestors not change their names <laughs> you know kind of like after world war ii a whole lot of people changed their names yeah so it's like after world war three i'd have been like uh yeah i don't go by that name anymore uh, so we got a few comments here on pickup real quick when grace saying outside the u.s i think star trek is already fractured some shows are on netflix and some are on amazon in the uk yeah i think i've heard similar and, and tasha is also vouching for that uh, watching Star Trek outside of U.S. is brutal. You never know what time or services. And I have heard a lot of people outside of U.S. complaining about, you know, when is the season going to drop? And we've already seen it like months ago. So that sucks. Yeah. It's kind of like the reverse of Doctor Who back in the day. It it does, because like I remember Sean Farrick on Trek Culture saying that in Canada, even they have problems. I think they watch it on the Sky Network. Mm -hmm. I think in Canada, but you know, yeah, if you're overseas, I mean, sometimes you're watching it on Netflix and sometimes you're just not watching it unless you're bootlegging it. So yeah. I'm not encouraging anybody to bootleg. Our policy back in the day was download, watch and delete. So, <laughs> so that was a little policy me and my roommates had at the time. Lord, I'm telling too much on here. Exactly. Clarence. <laughs> Hey, I haven't used BitTorrent in years now, so uh, that used oh, to be my man. thing. I, I cannot verify if I ever had that BitTorrent thing you're talking about or not. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so since we can't play the trailer, I'm just going to kind of just um, 
repeat what was said in the monologues from the trailer. So Una starts out in the mystery, in the mystery and vastness of space. We've come together. So many crew members from so many planets, everyone on their own journey. So I think they kind of for me, that's spelling out what it's going to be for the season for each of our crew members. So interesting stuff there. And of course, we get the, the, the pike saying, ready for some fancy flying Erica. And she says, you know, I got this which I love Ortegas. She's amazing. Una makes known the chemistry between Laon and Kirk, which looks like we'll have a little Kirk of old on here. So that's going to be interesting. And we have Yuhira saying, I used to think of myself as always alone, not on this ship. Reiterating family for our Strange New Worlds crew. Uh-huh. Pike saying, you know, the uplifting things he always says, through great wonders and great danger, the next great age of exploration starts with us. Next, we have Ortega's telling Spock to say the thing. And I think it was you that brought this up before where they make so much of this now of the whoever's captaining the ship or in the captain position for the ship having their saying. We even got it with seven and nine at the end of Star Trek Picard. And here we see them doing it again with Spock. What is going to be your saying? What's the thing? And of course, Spock in his very stunted <laughs> way of delivery says, I would like the ship to go now. That You know what? I like that they're actually like, you know, what? take what you do serious, but don't take yourself too serious. That's always a good motto to go by. And I think that's them pointing fun at themselves. Yeah. We have made a whole big thing out of you know, Kirk never had a thing. He said all kind of different things. Picard was the first one who actually had a saying engage, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, did Cisco have a thing? I don't ever remember him having one. No, nah, not really. Did Janeway have one? Janeway, uh, she was just pretty much engaged. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, But, you know, they've tried to make it this thing. And you know what? I'm okay with it. It's not like it's a bad thing but i'm happy they kind of poked a little fun at it like we we got y'all we know yeah when grace is saying i think the joke would have landed better if this trailer didn't drop hours before they did the same joke on picard yes yes <laughs> it, it was a little too much at once uh, of making it a thing i love ethan peck and spock nobody will ever replace the legendary leonard Nimoy. we know that that's yeah. just a given. And I also like Zachary Quinto. I think Zachary Quinto is a very good Spock, but um, I'm comfortable with him being Spock now. And that's a hard thing to pull off for a legacy character. Yeah, uh, it's weird because, again, you know, I told you I just recently went back and, and saw a good bit of the Abrams Star Trek movie. And they try so hard to mimic those TOS characters and do a fairly good job at it. And it's interesting to see Ethan Peck because his box just feels different to me, not in a bad way, but just different. And I love his portrayal of Spock, but still, I don't, I don't think that takes anything away from, uh, from, from Leonard Nimoy or um, Zachary Quinto in the role as well. But but I, I'm, I'm, I just like how he plays Spock. I think he does a wonderful job. Yeah, and you know, it's 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 not going to hurt for a different actor to play the same role, but interpret the character in a different way. You know, yeah. 
everybody's going to put their little spin on it. Either you like it, either you don't, you know, but it's going to be different every time. Yeah. And I think we can thank those Abrams movies for paving the way for us to maybe accept it a little bit more. Yeah. Well, it's like Simon Pegg outside of being named Scotty. He's totally different. Scotty is nothing (laughs) like James Doolin Scotty at all. No, not at all. But you know what? It, It still works. Yeah. And and finally, in the trailer, we have that funny little bit of Lon saying, have you never seen a revolving door? And Kirk says, I'm from space. And interesting thing about that scene itself is where they are looks a lot like Earth of today. So <laughs> I'm wondering what planet that is that they're on or have they gone through some type of time rift or something? Because that looks a lot like current day Earth to me. Uh, let's not do that again. Because <laughs> you know what you're doing then? Then you really are stretching canon. And you know me, I'm not a, I'm not part of the canon police. Because as we said, we they've already retconned stuff already, several things in Strange New Worlds. But that means Kirk went back to Earth on two different occasions, three different <laughs> occasions, four different occasions. Oh, it's his favorite place to visit. I'm literally thinking of these in my head as we go. He went back when they did Gary 7, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He went back to Earth when, uh, of course, the Voyage Home. He went back in time. uh, Obviously, this time, if this is, in fact, old Earth. Tasha's saying it's a a time travel episode, so I think that's what we're going to see. Oh, the other one is the... um, the guy who was in the Air Force. Yep. And they accidentally beamed him up and they had to send him back because his son or grandson would be one of the first interstellar travelers of Earth. Yeah, he, he's, he is uh, very familiar with time. You know, even even saving wills. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's very familiar with time travel. Uh, let's get through some of these slides here. Of course, that's our new character by Carol Kane, Pilia talking. Looks like Spock there, maybe giving some engineering advice because she's the engineer now. I, I, I want to see how she plays that role. I think it'll be kind of cool. Moving along here, we have, of course, uh, Paul Wesley returning as Kirk. Again, I'm wondering how that interaction with Pike is going to be with Pike having that adventure with him, that time travel adventure last season when he met him. So that's going to be interesting, that dynamic here. Or, if, you know, if Pike maybe just try to avoid him completely not to contaminate the timeline. So, uh, like I said, that's already a retcon because he said he met him one time. Again, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to, as the old say, eat their breakfast for that, you know, just, but just don't keep doing it too much. Agreed. And this shot here is this shopping center episode with a revolving door that we're going to get this season. Uh, Maybe it's cosplay day or they have a comic convention in town where people don't notice the walking around in these uniforms. But hey, I I think I'll buy it. Oh man, I can't believe they're in the normal freaking shopping center. That's crazy. Uh, We have the gavel banged here. And of course, this probably has to do with with number one being exonerated somehow, like you mentioned before. You know, and I got to be honest on that one, Clarence. I'm like a lot of people. (laughs) If this is such a big deal, don't make it a big deal and then solve it in 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen, dude. Or 
You know, if it was up to me, the way I would probably play it is I would say we're going to put you back in Starfleet on a what's the word? What's the word? People get out of prison. You're on a probation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Parole, probationary period. That's what I think they'll do. They'll she'll probably be able to serve on a you know, probationary period or something, because we know they don't lift the ban. We know that. Yeah. So I think we're going to have Pike really going to bat for her and and them like saying, hey, we'll see how it works. We'll give you a probation. You've done great so far. Let's give you a period to see how you you pan out. And if it goes well, we'll keep you. So I think that's kind of what we're going to see. So we did get a message here from Wingrace in the chat saying that a channel called Hailing Frequencies, which I'm guessing that's another YouTube channel, thinks he spotted the Guardian of Forever in this trailer. That would be interesting. I have a shot coming up that I think m- might be some wormhole or something, so you can keep an eye out for that. But I didn't see anything specifically that pointed directly to the Guardian of Forever, but I'd love to to see what he's talking about. I have to check out that channel. Yeah, I like um, just looking there. Uh, it was something Wing Grace had said. Uh, really uh, need more Ortegas. She's mm. definitely got the uh, the shaft, and I guess it means the first season. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Ortegas, there was already a clip release where she... Yes. Another thing, we know she has a Ortegas, you know, Erica Ortegas central episode, or it seems to be an episode that's going to revolve around her which will be good to see. Yeah. And in, in that clip that came out, we saw where she was getting all happy and giddy that she was going on an away mission. Right, finally. Right. And, and Pike floors are <laughs> like, Oh, the ship is going to have a little trouble. We need your expertise at the helm. And, and yeah, she, she gets, um, d- doesn't get to go on the away mission. So I'm sure that's going to be a great episode for her. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. We didn't get an episode for her last season. Did we? No. Okay. No, I I don't think we did. We got uh, some moments with her, but she didn't get her own, you know, centric episode. So I hope she gets that. That'll be amazing. Um, we see uh, Sam Kirk back here partying it up. But I like him. And I told Tasha not that long ago. I, I, I don't want to see Sam. It hurts my heart. He seems like such a good dude. And it's like, well, I know what happens to him. Yeah. In the future. So it's like, well, he's another one. With Sam, if, if Sam's in trouble, he'll be okay for the moment. Which I'm fine with that because I really don't want my heroes to die anyway. So unless they have a really, really good reason, a really good reason. I'm already mad about Hammer getting killed off because I don't think they had a really good reason to kill him other than making Uhura's story uh, blossom. You saw what I said last night. They had no reason to kill Tasha. All you got to say, um, she uh, transferred to a different ship. But Larry, they brought her back several times indeed. They did because they made a mistake. <laughs> and then you got to really go all the way around the universe to try to look. We just now got data back. Yeah. Or a version of data back because they knew that was messed up. And at the time, you know, a lot of people said Brett Spiner was tied to the character and I, I don't know if that's true or not. He's always seemed very fond of Data playing that role. But, uh, you know, just don't kill off the legacy characters. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. Uh, Angus in the chat is is calling the Guardian Forever Carl. Yeah. 
Let's call him Carl. <laughs> and Tosh is making a comment. That's his government name. So. <laughs> oh, Carl. I like that actor, too. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty he's good. He's another great character actor that does. I don't know his name. I cannot tell you. But I though we've seen him in what, like a thousand things at this point. Yeah. Now, now this uh, screenshot here was really interesting to me because it made it makes it seem like we're going to have some type of budding romance between Nurse Chapel and Abinga. Uh, you know, she had the hots for Spock and, you know, even in TOS still has a hots for Spock. So I think seeing some type of chemistry here might be kind of cool. And we even see them do, you know, kind of a little fist bump as well. So either they're going to be really good friends, which makes sense. They work together side by side or something more may prosper. I think that as far as one of those images is like a misleading image. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe he just that something happened or because I number one, and Bang is a lot older than like Chapel to me at this point is a kid, you know, a brilliant kid. Mm-hmm. And they've made Chapel so brilliant in this show. Why would she be a nurse and not be a doctor? Yeah. And to me, that's one of the hard things you just can't fix because you have to make the character interesting to have her in the show. Yeah. And it's a product of having Star Trek made in the 60s to where this character is just not up to her full potential because they didn't develop her. And and we have it now where, you know, we can do so many cool things with the character. And is there going to be something to explain why she's so different in TOS? I don't think there will be. <laughs> And I don't think there really needs to be because there's some things we just have to look at and be like, okay, that was a show made back then. This is the same enterprise, but it's now it looks different. Some of the characters are slightly different and, you know, let's go with it. Yeah. It's like I said, each actor is going to interpret the character different. You know, this actress, um, uh, Jess, is it Jess Bush? Yeah, Jess Bush. She's going to play that different than Major Barrett. She's going to play Chapel different than Major Barrett did. You know, it's the same thing with Mbanga. He's going to play it different than the actor who played it on the original show. And plus, we have to adjust because we're just in a different time in the real world. Yep, 100%. I like the fist bump, though. And again, there still may be some romantic thing going on with Spock, as we see here in this scene, where they're on some away mission now, I think these two scenes are tied to the scene we get of what could be the Enterprise or some other similar ship that looks like it gets destroyed and like it's falling toward that planet. This might be, the, I think this might be a time loop episode of some type. It could be. I think we talked about that yesterday with Tasha, that there's an episode, because um, I think Tasha and Tasha can correct me in chat. But I think it was the one tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. That definitely sounds like some kind of time travel, time loop scenario. Yeah, because I could definitely see this. It may be some other ship, but, you know, it could be some scenario that happens on the Enterprise where they have to go back and fix it. So we'll see. Again, look look at this shot. Beautiful. Is Is that not amazing? Beautiful. And of course, it looks like we have a Uhura moment. I think this is linked to another scene where we see this sort of explosion. And I think that maybe happens on this shuttle and it crashes on this planet. Look off in the distance, though. You see a, 
a city. At first, I saw that little clip of the city in the distance mm-hmm. over to that side. Did it crash near the academy? or Because yeah. it looks like that could be Earth. But then again, it might be a totally different planet. It is Star Trek. So, yeah, just cool seeing these these effects here in this trailer. I thought was pretty cool. And of course, Ortega's doing her thing. We need an Ortega's episode. Please make that happen. I'm telling you, we're getting one. I mean, look how heavily she's featured in the the teaser. Yeah. Melissa Navia, if I'm saying her last name correctly, uh, she just loves this character so much. If you follow her on Twitter or Instagram, she really is vocal about loving being in Star Trek and the energy she's bringing on just talking about the character, I think, is, is really fun. Uh, Clarence, I know you you love the shows, but for 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 a hardcore Star Trek geek like myself, oh, that's awesome right there. Well, you don't want the clicky buttons from TOS? This 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 is this is all hand waving over here. You're, you're oh, okay man, with that? I, I love it. Look at, look at <laughs> it. Like that's like I guarantee you, Michael Akuda had something to do with this. That man's a genius. But look at that, man. I mean, it's beautiful. It's just you're just like ah, sweet. And again, it's so crazy how we accept stuff now that we didn't accept before. You know, people complaining about panels and stuff on Discovery. And now we see it here. It is so awesome and cool. So, hey, times change. <laughs> you have to listen. We all talked about this. Clarence, you have a you have a smartphone, right? Obviously, you do. But of course. Okay. Do you have Android or Apple or? iOS, man. iOS. Okay. So this is my first iPhone. We have real devices in our homes that will talk to us. It would make no sense to make the computer on the enterprise in Strange New Worlds talk like the computer did in POS. <laughs> Typing noise in the background. <laughs> yeah. It, it would just seem... It would seem Silly. Yeah, it definitely be campy these days. Yes. Then other CG goodness in this trailer. See Pike Lon on a way mission. This is the one where he had the little uh, telescope thing looking at some people in the distance, which I think those may have been Klingons in the distance. I'm not sure. Yeah, beautiful landscape. Yeah, this is the shot I was talking about. I'm not quite sure if those Klingons or not. I can't tell. Maybe some other alien. Those are the Discovery Klingons. Remember the J.J. Abrams Klingons had on those cool helmets and stuff? I mean, they were cool to me anyway. Let's see. Keep going here. You know, our heroes looking awesome as well. Uh, that's that moment when, when, <laughs> when, when Spock says, just go now in the very stilted delivery. I got to be honest. I would really love to see his because I know he doesn't talk to Sarek for years. Yeah. And I number one, I love that actor who played that role. Another great actor. To James Fran. What are you James talking about? Played Fran, him in, yeah. yeah. I would love to see his mother come back. That actress I've followed ever since not just another uh, high school movie. Mm-hmm. So she's a great actress. I would love to see her come back, you know, as Fox, you know, mom again. Yeah, that would be cool. Let's move along here. Oh, we got the Klingons. The Klingons here. Back to the old style that people know and love. So much to unpack on this one. Now, now let me say this before I hand it off to you. What they're wearing looks a lot like the Discovery Klingon wear to me. It's 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 sort of like the old wear, but very stylized, like the Discovery stuff we saw. But 
to me, it's so weird that we are going back here and taking something that was has been changed so much in fixed in story and changed again, fixed in story with some explanation. And now we introduce Discovery admittedly going way in left field, trying to do something very stylized, excuse me, and very different. I don't really blame them for that because they did put a lot of high budget and high value into it, but they just missed the mark. They strayed too far. And now in this show that is a spinoff of Discovery, here we have Klingons that look more like we've seen on TNG Forward and also in the movies and also on the first episode. Well, some episodes of Enterprise, we've seen them as well. So how do you... um Explain what's going on here with the look of the Klingons. First of all, I'm going to tell you, the people who are doing Star Trek now are awesome because they are referring to Star Trek online a lot. That outfit I have on several characters, that Mm. very outfit, really shoulder plates and everything. I kid you not. They have they've already borrowed ships from them and they were glad to lend them, you know, say, oh, we got a ton of ship designs you can use. And that looks just like one of the Klingon battle outfits in Star Trek Online. And anybody who plays knows what I'm talking about. I will say I, there are going to be problems. And you know, because we are Star Trek fans, I can already see people are going to be like, why do all their ridges look the same? <laughs> you know, they have distinctive ridges. They said their ridges are like fingerprints. There are no two that are the same. Yeah. I think it looks beautiful. It does, man. It does. And um, good for them for, I hate to say, having the guts to to go back to this design. It may have even made more sense now at this point to start integrating the the whole genetic storyline we kind of got in Enterprise to start integrating that more here to where they look more human. It, it, it may have would have made more sense to do that now, but you have to give it up for seeing for seeing the the Klingons like we know and love them. Picking up a comment real quick here from Wind Grace. As soon as Discovery flew into the future, the Klingons sighed in relief and took off their scary orc mask. <laughs> Indeed. Look at look at that picture up close. I mean, hold that right there. That is, that awesome. is awesome looking. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, the person who changed the look actually wasn't around when, you know, it kind of like it put them on a path that they couldn't deviate from. They had spent too much money in it. And, you know, even in season two, they tried. They tried. They they, look more. Yeah. They gave them the hair back a little bit. So they did scale it back a little bit uh, in that season. This looks like the motion picture. Yeah, quite a bit. It I'm, does. I'm actually shocked. That looks quite a bit like because you remember it was a. Uh, well, I know you know this. It was Mark Leonard who played Sarek, who played the Klingon commander yep. in the Star Trek the motion picture. Yeah, looks great. Moving on, let's try to finish this up. Of course, we have the uh, the D7 here, which looks amazing, uh, and all the CG glory. Yay! Get some shuttle shots here. God, look how massive those shuttles are. Yes. Now it's nice. Before, before remember the one where um they had to take off from that planet and uh Spock hit the thing and last ditch effort to let them know it was him, Scotty, and who else? Some other people. 
Yeah. And uh, man, that was like riding in a van. <laughs> this thing's got all kind of room. Yeah, man. Shoot. These things cost too much. These things used up too much dilithium. So they scale back to the little Winnebago's. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you made an in-universe reason for us. <laughs> yes, man, I'm, I'm making up. I'm making up reasons to make things make sense. <laughs> yeah, and, and some of these shots again just look amazing. This, to me, this looks like some type of wormhole here. Yeah, that's beautiful. Moving along, uh, this looks like good use of the volume here there in Toronto. Um, no telling what alien planet or place this is, but it does look pretty darn cool. Wow. Yeah, they they definitely using the volume on that. Now, is this a Gorn here? I'm guessing this is a Gorn. It looks very much like a Gorn to me. Yeah, the new Gorn that we saw last year. So uh looks like they're back. So, yeah, I mean, I am really, really ready for what June 15th to get here to see what they do with this season, man. Oh, you know, we're, we, we're going to break that down. Oh, I was going to say something we could see this season. We're not going to, but I would love to see... uh Man, see the return of uh, Harry Mudd. Uh, do we want Rain Wilson to come back and see? Man, I love Rain. Man, I love that. Are you man. sure you want that, man? Man, it's such, you know, he's a really good director, too. Didn't people not like Rain Wilson as, as Harry Mudd? I loved him as Harry Mudd. I mean, granted, he was a lot more ruthless than we remember Harry Mudd. But again, you, you know how we got to always do everything on steroids nowadays. Tasha agreed with me. Harry Mudd fans, Rain Wilson fans coming out the woodwork for him to come back. Have a comment here from Facebook user. One thing we didn't see in this trailer is anything about Angel and Sabak, And I'm OK with that. I don't want them to reveal anything about them before we see them in the episode. I agree. That was a big cliffhanger thing last season that... I haven't heard anybody talk about it, really. So thank you for bringing that up, Facebook user, because, oh, that's Alan. That's our friend, Alan Seiler. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Alan. I'm really, really anxious to see what they do with that and how they kind of weave it into the tapestry of what we already know about what comes in the future. So, yes. Even with Grace said, I forgot about Sabak. <laughs> I did, too. I mean, it, yeah. Sabak, I was waiting for, there is a picture somebody did, and it was like a, um illustration and it had Amanda and Sarek. It had Cybok as a as a teenager, and then Michael, and then Spock as the youngest. And it was the cutest thing. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Let's reload some of these episode names real quick. Episode one, the Broken Circle. Episode two, Ad Astra per Aspira. It wasn't Ad Astra like a movie that just came out. Yeah, it was. Um, maybe it was a Brad Pitt movie. Ago. Yeah, yeah, it was a Brad Pitt movie. Yeah, I don't think I watched it, so and I have no idea what that means. So he was a space. It was about uh, space. I didn't watch it either. Episode three, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, which you know we kind of thought might be a time yes. loop episode. Episode four, among the Lotus Eaters. No clue there, unless you have something you want to say about that one. I have no clue where they're going with that. Now, these two you guys talked about yesterday in Tasha's stream, charades and Lost in Translation. Both of those sound like they may have something to do with language, understanding language, maybe heavy Uhura episodes. So those seem pretty, pretty interesting as well. Episode seven, These Old Scientists, which you know uh, what that one is. Yeah, they're saying it might be the the Lower Decks crossover episode. 
Um, yeah, I just hope it's good, man. <laughs> I hope it's good because I don't know, man. I think it'll be funny. And I think I may accept seeing these characters more in real life. Some of the antics they do. Now, I don't I don't see any world where Pike is OK with some of the stuff that Mariner does. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what she does in real life. You know, as far as some of the antics and the rebellious rebelliousness that we see from her up against a real life counterpart. Yeah. So I'm ready for that one as as well. Alan saying in the chat that Lost in Translation could always be something to do with Lower Decks crossover as well. The animated characters being translated into live action. Ooh, live action. I like that. That could be the crossover episode. I, I really like how you're explaining that. Lost in Translation. Huh. Oh, somebody actually, Natasha said that uh, Ad Astra is also a ship in Star Trek. Really? Huh. I did not know that. So maybe that's that ship we saw that seemed like it kind of got exploded or something. It might have been that ship. Could be. Cool stuff. Under the Cloak of War, which seems like it's going to be a Klingon episode. Now, I'm going to bring up real quick what you guys talked about yesterday about cloaking technology and the Romulans having it. And maybe the Klingon is not supposed to have it at this point. But and you guys even talked about this, that we did see it in Discovery with the sarcophagus ship. It had a cloak. And the Klingons should already have the technology now, you know, retcon and discovery. So that could have something to, to do with the that episode. But yeah, I forgot all about that. They retconned that in disco, but it's a pretty big thing. Very big thing. Also, we have Subspace Rhapsody, episode nine and Hegemony, Hegemony, episode 10, if I'm saying that right. That's definitely going to be a Gorn because that's what they're called, the uh, Gorn hegemony. Really? I did not. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, bro, I'm telling you, I play too much Star Trek online. I'm telling you, because that's what they're called in the in the game, too. And in the books. So we're finishing things off with the Gorn episode. Any other takeaways from uh, Strange and World's trailer or the episode list you want to address before we're going to very quickly show some stills from the regeneration video that the Roddenberry archives released. So any other takeaways from Strange and Worlds before we move on? No, I think pretty much went over it all. And we're going to get out of here. This is just in close. We're going to show a few shots from this regeneration video that the Roddenberry Archives released and being just a beautiful tribute to the movie generations, to Kirk, to Spock. And it seems to be all CG, of course. Some of it has to be CG because of who we're seeing in the, in the video. So, yeah, I I want to see more of this stuff from the Roddenberry archives. You know, there was a company not long ago, and I, I forgive me if I'm not, I, I can't remember what they were, but it was a company um, that kind of did something familiar to this, but with Star Wars, where they took the Obi-Wan and Vader fight in the original uh-huh. and enhanced it and computer generated their faces, everything, and it looked amazing. I'll actually give you a link to that at some point. But this uh, this kind of made me weepy. Yeah. So, of course, a huge spoiler for Star Trek Picard, but the Enterprise D is back. (laughs) It's back. And Jordy explains that they recovered the saucer section and he's been working relentlessly to restore the Enterprise D. And it plays a very pivotal role in Star Trek Picard season three. And 
they the Roddenberry archives had to be working with with, you know, the the Star Trek people directly to to come up with some of this stuff, because else, how did they know that the D would be coming back? So they put together this video and you should definitely go out and look up the video, the Roddenberry archives, regeneration. And it's just this cool minute and a half sequence that shows them recovering the Enterprise D from I forget whatever planet that it was from generations, excuse me. But man, just some of the sights we get is are really beautiful. And it culminates in Spock, this figure who we learn is Spock coming there to retrieve Kirk's come badge and, you know, reveal us that, that, you know, Spock is there. I just thought that was so beautiful and well done. And some of the CG technology they're using here is just like really, really amazing. They take this scene here and then they fade to a younger uh, Leonard Nimoy. And I don't know how they're doing this so well, especially after some of the creepy stuff we got with uh, uh, with with Picard this last season. Again, a totally different pr- production company there. But yeah, they they are doing some really interesting stuff with these legacy characters. And I kind of want to end off by asking you, Larry, how open are you to a movie or maybe even a short that is fully licensed or fully done with, with the backing of Star Trek people of these legacy characters coming back in some shape or form, but all computer generated. Would you be okay with that? And of course we got some of that with, with a uh, spoiler for uh, Mandalorian. If you're a Luke Skywalker fan, some stuff there as well. How would you feel about them doing this? I, uh, that's a very hard question. And I'll, and I'll tell you why it's hard because if the person's alive and they're just older, like with Mark Hamill, I have no problem. Just like Carrie, our beloved Carrie Fisher, she was still alive when they did the whole thing with the computer generated Leia. Spoilers, if you haven't seen Rogue, Rogue One. One. You know, she was alive. She got to see that shot of what it looked like. And, you know, they did the one with the Tarkin. Yeah. Where in Rogue One, who has passed away. I think if the person's alive and they're just older and you want to computer generate, I'm okay with that. But if the person's deceased, even if their family gives permission, it's still kind of, let's see if I can use a big word, macabre. It's a little, it's a little creepy. Yeah, it, 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 it definitely can be. And I want to point out Harry Henderson's comment here in chat saying that um, the tech is getting better and better every month. So true. And not only on the visuals, they can mimic voice. Now we see where they're trying to do some of the de-aging with with Mark Hamill to make him sound like a younger Mark Hamill as well. James Earl Jones signed over his voice to Disney for Vader indefinitely for the future. He just signed it over. He's done. Just take these clips I got. Take my voice. AI the hell out of it. Do whatever you want. It's yours. So this is just the beginning. It is really just the beginning. Kind of scary, but also kind of awesome to see what we can, what they can do with it. I don't know if I'd be up for like, oh, wow, here's Marilyn Monroe in this brand new romantic comedy. And it's like a complete, you know, computer generation of Marilyn Monroe, which we've already seen in commercials. Yeah, we've seen like the Audrey Hepburn um, Super Bowl commercial. They've definitely done it before, but it hasn't been this good. But when when, you know, the person that and we're talking about like this is a beautiful tribute 
to Leonard Nimoy. This is like just beautiful into the character of Spock. I'm okay with something like this, but to do like a full show, like where, like if we took Ethan Peck out and replaced him <laughs> with a computer generated Leonard Nimoy and de-aged him even younger than TOS, yeah, I would not be okay with that at all. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say one case where it, it, it works out sometimes. So you remember that creepy CG version of data we got in Picard season one. Somebody actually took that scene and grafted Brent Spiner's younger data on top of it. It looks so much better. So oh, much better. You, you guys send me a link to that. Yeah, I wish they would just take out the old and use that in the official uh, video because it looks so much better. Picking up a few comments real quick. Harry Henderson saying it's going to happen for everything at some point. You can't stop it. I'm totally on board with you there, Harry. And Tasha is saying that she wouldn't mind it. I don't think I'd mind it either to a certain point. I think I still want to. Well, of course, if the actor's dead, we're going to know. But I don't want them to start doing it with current actors that should be working and should be doing stuff to where they, oh, he's unavailable. Let's shoot this whole third of the movie with somebody else and graph his face on it. You know, and even even coming up with the new Indiana Jones, we're going to see. We're going to see a, well, spoiler, I've, I've heard this. I don't know how true it is. We're supposedly going to see like a third of the movie being a younger Harrison Ford. So think about that one. Uh, you know, the, the whole Indiana Jones thing, it's like, <laughs> I mean, how much, how many special effects can you do with a 70? How old is Harrison Ford now? 75? <laughs> he got to be my mom's age. <laughs> He's pretty old. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty old. He he might be in late seventies, early eighties at this point. He's he's pretty old, man. Well, it's just like the movie, and we're gonna we're gonna end right right here. But they did a movie for, for Robert De Niro on Netflix that I haven't seen, where where they said he's de-aged as well, and they said some of the scenes where he's moving, <laughs> you can just tell it's a it's an old body with a young face on it because he's moving so stilted and so weird looking. <laughs> Somebody Tasha just put that in eighty. Years old. Is that for Harrison Ford, Tasha? Wow. He's older than Sean Connery was when Sean Connery played his dad. Wow. I don't think think that's correct. I I don't know, man. He's not old enough. Sean Connery was not old enough to be his father because they were like not super close in age, but he wasn't old enough to be his dad. I something like he was 15 years older than Connery was. Because I know Connery was born in the 30s. All right. Well, yeah, cool. I mean, I think this has been an interesting discussion, especially, you know, talking about some of this CG stuff and the future prospects. And it's, you know, we got to even ask, is Paramount going to have any budget to do this type of stuff going forward uh, with some of the cutbacks? Uh, Additionally, we talked, well, you guys talked about the the writer strike that's happening right now. I know some writers we can get in there if, 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 you know, they don't want to write, but... (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. So a lot of things going on with Hollywood and they're saying this, this strike might go on for a while, so it's going to be a big one. So it's not going to affect this season of Strange New Worlds and it may not even affect the end of Discovery, but who knows? I'm wondering though, I think one of the biggest concerns people have around that thing, I'll just say that the end on it is Clarence, who's getting control in the rights to these people estate if it's somebody who's already passed on? Yeah. You know, are they are they going to be compensating the families 
who, you know, and a lot of people said, well, of course they would. Uh, well, I mean, I think they're either going to compensate them properly or get sued. Exactly. As, as um, uh, Robin Thicke in Strange Lines, <laughs> uh, Blurred Lines, <laughs> Blurred. the uh, who, who's Marvin Gaye estate sued them and won, sued him and Pharrell and won. So uh, it's going to be a lot of lawsuits. Let's just get ready for that. But I, I do think we're going to see this technology utilized a lot. If you're in the chat, thank you for joining. If you're listening in the podcast feed, uh, what did you think of the Strange New Worlds trailer? Please hit us up on all our social media outlets at Discussing Trek or fans at DiscussingTrek.com via email. Larry, thank you for joining us. Do you have anything to say before we get out of here, sir? No, thank you for having me. And, you know, let's bring on uh, Strange New Worlds. Let's do it. Can't wait for June 15th. Until next time, guys. Live long and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to discussingtrek.com slash subscribe. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com. Can I say that like shut up Wesley? I can just go shut up Clarence?